inspiring you to reach your goals and live your dream. And live your dream. This is the Keaton Nelson Show. All righty, guys. Uh, welcome to the Keaton Nelson Show. Today, I got an awesome treat for you. Uh, our guest today is Calvin Archer. He is a, I don't know, serial entrepreneur. He, he dips his hands in a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, he knows how to make you money some passive ways and uh, some other not so passive ways. But Calvin, thank you so much for being on the show, man. Absolutely, man. It's an honor to, to have the opportunity to come on your show here and uh, just get to sit down and talk with you, man. Yeah, for sure. So I'd love to get the, the viewers to get to know who you are a little bit and um, and just kind of like tell us where you're from originally. How'd you grow up? How is like um, kind of home life like and all that type of stuff? Well, I grew up in Kansas City, Missouri. Um, I'm one of six kids, so I come from a little bit larger family. Uh, I am the only boy out of all six kids. Oh, no way. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, usually like this is the, the extra thing that blows people's mind after I tell them that I'm one of, I'm, I'm the only boy out of six siblings. And uh, there's two sets of twins in my family and I'm also one of them. So. Uh, oh, no way. Yeah. That's right. I forgot you're a twin, man. That's crazy. Two yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I grew up in Kansas City, grew up with a ton of sisters um, I watched my dad grow up working in a corporate job, um, and he he worked that job for 23 years. And then, sometime around uh, when I was in middle school, maybe late elementary, early middle school, he kind of started making a transition with his career. And when he entered into entrepreneurship, um, he bounced around from a couple different jobs, and then just ultimately after a couple of years of that, it was just like a, it was very clear he wasn't happy with what he was doing, and he wasn't happy with the results that he was getting, continuing down that that path. Yeah. And so, um, all I know is that he and my mom had prepared for a period of time. You know, they set aside that you know rainy day fund, and so he just kind of had a period of time to where he could just gather himself when he determined that, all right, I'm not going to keep doing this, going down the same path. Like that's the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over right. and over and over. That doesn't lead to the results that you want. And so he kind of had a period of time where he could gather himself and kind of take on that next step. And I just got to uh, watch that entire process. And uh, he started his entrepreneurial journey and I got to watch him grow his business. And what's crazy is he started that in 2008. So if you remember what happened in 2008, that's yeah. when the great recession hit the totally. economy tank. Um, a lot of people were struggling. Um, and somehow he started his business, uh, in 2008 and didn't just start it, but exceedingly, uh, he exceeded his revenue each year on top of each other for several years in a row. And to the point to where he, really build a good business around himself. Now, watching that process, uh, like, well, as I was getting into high school and, you know, I'm looking at what am I going to be doing? What do I want to do in, in, in life? And uh, who do I want to be in this world? Uh, my dad planted this really dangerous idea in my head of why have a boss if you don't need one. Right. And so uh, I didn't realize how, how much that idea would grip me until later years as I uh, entered different jobs and tried different things to where it was like, I can't escape this. Like I, I, and I, I, I've never been someone who's done well being micromanaged or I've never been someone who really needs a manager to tell me what to do. All I need to know is what the parameters are and I need to know what you expect of me and it'll get done. Yeah. And 
much past that, it's like, hey, like you're in my business. Like I don't need that. Like I, I, I know what I need to do. If I have, if I need help, I trust me. I'll ask the question, and you'll be the first person that I ask. Um, and um, so that, that idea was really dangerous to me. And I went through college, and uh, I, when I got done with college, I was already on the entrepreneur bug, and was like, all right, I'm gonna start a business with a, with a couple of my really good friends, and we're gonna rule the world and make a ton of money doing it. And uh, I'm kind of kidding when I say rule the world, but yeah, uh, yeah. once I kind of, I'm kidding about ruling the world. I don't, I, I <laughs> uh, and uh, we, we started into that business venture and uh, the company's name was called Proactive Energy. We're providing energy efficient products for homes. And uh, we, I mean, we were passionate about, you know, uh, helping people transition to a little bit more renewables and things that could help them save on their monthly energy bills and all of that. But um as we kind of began into that process about six months in, we, we started uh, hitting some, some real obstacles. We, we produced about, it was around $60,000 worth of revenue at that point for the company about six months in. Um, when you have to uh, restock products and you're splitting everything three ways and you're doing this, and you're doing that, that's not very much, just, just to let you know. Um, and it doesn't- uh, Wait, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait what, what was going on? So proactive energy, uh, when we started that company, it was right when I got done with college with a couple of my really good friends, yeah, yeah. Uh, two of my best friends from college. Yeah. Really what was the issue back. with splitting the money and splitting the, what, what was happening? Uh, it just wasn't enough. There's not enough going around. Uh, oh, cause yeah. once you restock product, uh, you look at the business model and you know, you're like, okay, now we got to, you know, we, we want to set some side to grow. We want to set some side for marketing. We want to set some aside to actually pay ourselves. It barely paid the bills. Right. And it was one of those things where it's like, man, we were having to put in a lot of effort. I mm. don't know how we're ever going to be able to repeat this. I don't know how we're ever going to be able to train somebody to do what we're currently doing. And we were doing everything. Right. And at that point, it's like, man, like this is not a sustainable model here. And we just don't have the infrastructure to really take this on. So your sustainable and- energy stuff is not <laughs> sustainable. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool, man. And- so about nine months into that, we kind of, we, we finally had the come to Jesus moment of like, man, this is, this is not what we thought it was. And, uh, we just kind of all decided to go our separate ways at that point. And uh, I had a college degree that I could tap into and still utilize at that point. I had student loans about to come due and my bills were only going to start increasing from that point. So it's like, right. man, I, I better, I better get on to some reliable income here. Well, I, uh, did you get a job shortly after that? What's that? Did you did you have to go get a job or what did you do? Uh, I ended up falling into corporate America. Um, I uh, through a friend of a friend uh, ended up getting an opportunity uh, at a at a company that uh, essentially provided services to the freight industry. And uh, mm-hmm. turns out I had quite a knack for that industry. I I just remember the advice my dad gave to me before I started that job, and he's like, "Look, like you know, you just took an L, like brush it off. It happens." Everyone's got to deal with that in life, but like oh, you yeah. won't realize what you just learned until years down the road. But my advice to you right now is, is uh, learn it, learn this industry that you're going into and you'll find opportunity in time. And so mm-hmm. I just remember when I started it, it was like, and it was called so kind of like, you know, it's my dad saying that to me after I just failed on something. I'm kind of like, you know what, like, I'll figure it out. Like, thanks. You know what I mean? But also I had that chip on my shoulder. Cause it's like, no, like I, I want dad to know that I'm going to be fine. Right. And, uh, 
I dove into the freight industry and I mean, I consumed everything that I could about the, the industry, the everything, gained as much knowledge as I could, became very good at what I was doing. And uh, about a year into it, um, I, uh, I, I I was about to, to move cities. Um, and the reason I was about to, uh, I was moving cities because of the person I was seeing at that time, you know, thought she was the one and all those things. And so I was trying to do what I could to make it work. Yeah. And um, in that transition, uh, I thought I'd be granted a satellite office by that company, but then kind of towards the end, they said, hey, this isn't gonna work out. So, uh, you know, mm-hmm. sorry, you know, we appreciate everything you've done for us. Totally. And so at that point, um, I really, uh, really tapped back into my entrepreneurship side of things and was like, okay, I really don't wanna have to go start jumping around, searching for other jobs you know, play the 10 year game before I really start getting a say over what I want to do and how I get to do it. Right. And so um, funny enough, I met my current business partner from the last promotion I ran for proactive energy. Uh, and my current business partner is Drew Taylor. Uh, at that time, he was running a brand called Digital Nomad University. And due to my sales experience, and uh, also just uh, some of the other correlating things that we had going on at that time, it made sense for us to kind of join forces and start working together. And so uh, we started working together and um, I, it, it all happened really fast because basically it was about a month before I was leaving is when I got the word from that previous corporate job that hey, we're not going to be able to grant you a satellite office. This isn't going to work. But hey, we appreciate your effort. Thanks for everything you did. Right. And I, when I started racking my brain, I just remember a conversation that I had with, with Drew at one point. And so I picked up the phone. I called him and said, hey, I remember you saying that you were looking for somebody to help out with this, that, and the other. Uh, what's that look like for you? And he's like, well, it looks like this, that, and the other. And I'm like, well, that, that actually sounds pretty good to me. But you know, what about this, this, and that? And he was just like, oh, no, like, that's not an issue for me either. And I was like, well, how, you know, like, why don't we make something happen here? Because I'm in a transition. I'm about to move in states and I just need the ability to work from Wi-Fi. And he's like, well, that doesn't bother me. Um, and so yeah. <laughs> we, we met a few hours after that and we signed papers and we, uh, I mean, essentially, we, we got married in business together right there. Um, yeah. And uh, that was, goodness, that was back in, I want to say that was 2016, maybe? So 2016, 2017, uh, 2017, probably, I think. I think it was the summer of 2017. And uh, it's, been, it's been a happy five years working together. We've never had an issue we couldn't resolve. And uh, uh, we've just uh, had steady growth since then. Um, yeah. Drew's, ran, Drew's that type of guy you call when, you, when you're like at those crossroads, I feel like. <laughs> you know what I mean? For a lot of people, yeah. He yeah, really, he really is. He's a good dude, I, yeah. Um, I, I got some questions for you before we keep going on. Yeah. Number definitely. one, uh, what did your dad do? What, what was his business that took off? Uh, so uh, he provided energy efficient products for homes. So uh, did, most people you, don't realize, but was that, that, was that what you were trying to do with your, your college buddies? N- no. Uh, so he provided fire protection systems for homes. We were focusing on energy efficient products. Okay. Right? Got Funny it. Enough, yeah, I thought you said energy efficient. Uh, Got, the, okay. the manufacturer who made his fire uh, protection products also had a relationship with the energy efficient company. So uh, it. It, it, there were some overlapping relationships and uh, yeah, um, there was a slight correlation is all I'm saying. You weren't far okay. off there. Gotcha. Um, yeah. I was just interested and, what he, what he did. Cool. And what else? He, yeah. What's that? 
no, I didn't know if he had anything to add to what he was doing there. Um, but no, I, I was just interested. And then with Drew, um, he was running Digital Nomad University at this time. He wasn't, was he running his agency then or he was already out of that? Uh, he was running the agency. He was running Digital Nomad University. He okay. was doing a couple other things, but I didn't oh. know Drew extremely well at that point. And uh, we were still kind of just waiting through what I was going to be doing for him. And that's all I was focused on at that yeah, time. Yeah. And what, what was that? What were, was your, your job duties once you hopped on board? Um, so uh, I kind of helped run the agency and did some consulting in that space um, and kind of helped uh, grow the agency and kind of just help the day-to-day go smooth. Um, I already had prior experience with some of that work. And uh, due to my sales experience, it just made a whole lot of sense for us to, cool. for me to take that over and free up some of his time for the other things. Uh, Cause I knew in time I would end up branching into those. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, it was shortly after we started uh, we signed papers and all that. I think it was a couple months after that. Um, he started getting into uh, investments and started getting into becoming a lifestyle investor. And uh, it was about that point where I got introduced to Forex um, the four, uh, when I say Forex, it stands for the foreign exchange industry. Um, mm-hmm. that's currency versus currency trading. So anyone who doesn't understand what that is, it's, it's way simpler than it sounds. We, in the United States, we use the U S dollar, right? Well, mm-hmm. if you went to Mexico and somewhere didn't want to use your U S dollar, then you would change the dollar to a peso. If you went to, uh, um, goodness, if you uh, went to Britain, you'd change it to the pound. If you went to Europe, you'd change it to the euro. So all of it, all it is is currency versus currency trading, and those values are fluctuating every day versus each other. So um, all the foreign exchange industry is, it's, uh, it, uh, I, I like to say it's similar to the stock industry, to the stock market, but it's not, not the same. It's very different. But uh, mm-hmm. if you've ever looked at a stock market chart, the charts look relatively the same. That's what I mean when I say they're the same. Um, and uh, it was about that time that we really started going down the rabbit hole of what Forex is and uh, how it could benefit us. And yeah, what was so attractive uh, about Forex for you then? Uh, so it was about that point where I really, um, through mentorship of uh, people like Drew and uh, others that I tuned into, um, I was just becoming more and more intentional about what I was doing, how I was trying to live my life and the decisions that I made around those. So like what I mean specifically, um, the, it was shortly after I started, I started working with Drew and started running the agency and all of that. Um, the, I, I didn't want to take on a job that was going to require, that was going to force me to require time for money. I, I didn't want to be tied in by, you have to work this many hours to get this much money. I, yeah. And those models have never quite worked for me because it's, it, you don't always get paid what you're worth in those environments. And that's why I've always had a fundamental issue with them. Um, I mean, I played football for 16 years. I kind of left that out and recapping my story. And that was sure. one of the main reasons I went off to college. But in football, you, you get what you're worth. Like you're either a really valuable asset for the team or you're not. Mm-hmm. And that just, you know, like that, that very tough reality always um, it, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an extremely competitive individual. Like I can't play cards against grandma and not play to win. Like it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, like if, if you're playing a game with me, Hey, like, you know, we're both friends, uh, you know, I'm gonna love you regardless of this, but when we play this, I'm playing to win. Right. And, uh, I, I kind of have that mentality with just about everything. I wish I wasn't always that way, but you know, it, it's kind of ingrained in me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, I, so, um, 
specifically when it came to living life intentionally, I just didn't want to uh, cross certain very specific rules for myself, which were, I don't want to trade time for money. And I really only want to explore opportunities where I can work, where I have Wi-Fi access. So that way I'm not limited to uh, where I want to go, who I want to see and what my day is going to look like. Mm. Um, now, obviously there's, and I'm not, obviously there's certain responsibilities that you need to do and you need to maintain, especially uh, if uh, certain businesses uh, act during certain hours, but right. um, you know, but well, I think that like what was cool about Forex is like for me, I mean, I run an agency, so I don't have to deal with any clients if I can just go online and click buttons. You know what I mean? Right. Like the, the, there's no one calling me all pissed off or anything you know, for the most part, you know? Um, so like, not that we have a whole bunch of upset clients or anything, but I mean, like it, the fact that you wouldn't, you don't have like, I own my own business, but I have like 45 bosses now, you know? The oh, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, it's your customers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's what's attractive to me about it. And like, I mean, like you said, you can work from anywhere. Um, and the stuff that you, I mean, I don't know how deep you want to go into, but I mean, like the stuff that you and Drew have with this AI, that like it trades for you, and people are. I mean, this is not investment advice let's get this clear i don't want to get this flagged yeah, or anything no uh no investment advice here but what's happening is like basically there's a software that you guys have and people are just putting in their money and then the software goes and trades your money for you and then brings back more money right i'm like without you right. even doing anything you could sleep and it's doing the same it's like absolutely wild it's like so good that you like you like, why wouldn't I talk about this? Why wouldn't I go and tell people how amazing this is? Um, that I mean, it's an answer to a lot of people's struggles. Like you're saying, I have friends who are accountants and they, you know, they're breaking their back for 60, 60 grand, a, you know, a year and yeah. they hate their job. Come tax season, it's even worse. And, you know, um, yeah. Just to piggyback off of what you shared a moment ago, a moment ago about, uh, you know, it's the fact that you're not having to deal with any boss. It's that you are your own boss in that space. It's like, all you have to do is, you know, find a trade, execute the trade and either take a win or a loss, but you're not dealing with anyone else but yourself. Mm. Um, there's, that was easily the most attractive thing about it. Um, the agency that uh, Drew and I were running together and have been business partners in for, you know, uh, however many years now, uh, you know, you it, when everything's running great, it, it's running great. But whenever somebody's not happy, those are the moments where, you know, it, regardless of whether you can, you make them happy at the end of the day or not, of course, you always see it through and you do all the right things and you act with integrity through all of it. But right. it, there's still an unpleasantness about that, that it's like, man, I don't want to have to deal with that a whole lot. Right. And with Forex, it eliminated all of that. Totally. But also the thing with Forex is what you put in is what you get out. Right. Uh, that's and the so, other thing. Like there's two different ways. There's two different issues that you come across when you become your own boss. Number one is that your boss can be crazy. Like yourself can like expect way, 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 way too much from yourself. Um, working crazy hours, working nonstop, uh, telling you, you can't go see your family. Uh, like if you're your own boss and you're telling yourself, you can't go to your, your daughter's soccer game or you're going out, go to that date that you promised your girlfriend or your wife or whatever. Uh, that's a big issue that people run into that you don't expect when you're just starting out, uh, but it's so apparent 
like very shortly after. And then the second thing is the other side of the spectrum is that there's no one there to tell you, first of all, exactly what to do. And, and like um, how often or how well you need to do it. So it, it requires this extreme amount of discipline. Like there's no one telling me to wake up and go to the office today. Yeah. Right. But I got to keep showing up. It's optional at the end of the day, but right. is it in your best interest to follow through with that or, you know, or right. is it not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So like you said, what you put into it is what you get in Forex. Right. So it's the discipline to just keep showing up, keep showing up and learning and all that type of stuff. So I just want to put my two cents in there. Oh, no, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and uh, earlier you mentioned something about the, the AI software when it comes to foreign exchange trading. Um, that was actually the AI trading was actually how I got introduced to the, the Forex industry. Oh, yeah. And after seeing AI work for a while and just seeing how it operated, how it gave returns on autopilot, where I'm literally not spending any of my time or energy really messing with it other than minimally, you know, once or twice a week, just checking in on it to make sure things are going the way they need to. Right. And uh, that fundamentally kind of changed things. And when I realized the ability of what compounding can do for you, you know, if uh, you know, like everyone, if, when you deal with like a financial investor or whatnot, I mean, a lot of them will say like, you know, Hey, we can give you a six to 8% return on your account in a given year. Um, that's the average financial fund that occurs and six to 8% barely covers your costs at the end of the year. Usually you, most of the time you end up taking a loss until a certain point later down the road, or there's mm-hmm. a really good year in the market right now. There hasn't been very many good years in a row. So I just have a hard time believing the performance of stocks are doing well right now. Um, and, uh, uh, the foreign exchange market and like the AI software is it, it's not reliant on anything going well or going bad. It's just reliant on the market existing. And so, uh, you know, it, it, it'll go buy or it'll go sell on whatever pair that it's trading. And it's all based off of previous information and knowledge and experience of the industry. And uh, when you have the right settings in there, man, it, it's amazing what happens and you realize the ability of compounding and just how quickly that changes things. So think of, take a hundred dollars and do a compounding calculator at 10% for a year. And mm-hmm. it'll blow your mind with that number is at the end of the year, if you see consistent growth at 10% every week for 52 weeks in a row, it, it'll change your horizons. Yeah. It'll change your horizons. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I learned that concept with the Forex industry, it's, um, it, it quickly became the, the main thing that I wanted to focus on. Um, and right now I'm actually going through uh, uh, the accreditation of becoming a professional trader and all of that and getting funded with investors money to manually trade, not just through AI yeah. uh, software, which it's pretty exciting. It's uh, very quickly going to become the reason that I'm probably not going to have to deal with very many clients. Yeah. Um, he's not in the capacity where I, it, the only clients I'm going to have to be dealing with are the ones that I'm going to try and help set up or get plugged into the Forex industry or, um, something that, or with entrepreneurship, sure. but I'm not necessarily under the gun or on the wire to deal with them. It's more of just a, Hey, like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just advising here. I'm just trying to help. Here to help. Yeah, exactly. Guess, but, you know, I, I don't totally. have to give. So, um, that's definitely kind of the position that we're, I'm transitioning to, um, with the agency at this point, we've kind of. Uh, we've automated just about every position that requires our day-to-day presence in it, which has been, uh, it's been such a blessing. And um, with freight, 
with with the agency yeah mm-hmm. yeah Great. and uh um uh, and so, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been absolutely amazing just to have, uh, those individuals kind of be able to free up my, my plate and just the general day-to-day of dealing with clients, deal with general inquiries, and then being able to kind of transition because we've also launched another company called the Freedom Society, which is mm-hmm. kind of one of the main areas that we're trying to spread the word about just freedom, entrepreneurship, and ways to, uh, other styles of investment. So yes, Forex is one of those things that we talk about, but we also talk about a number of other uh, areas that, um, you know, might, because, you know, not any one investment is the, is uh, any one person's ideal type of investment. So, um, and mm. several of us have very varying backgrounds and varying, varying experiences. And so with that, we're just trying to get the word out. This is what we're about. And the Freedom Society essentially is really just focused on be the change in the world that you wish to see. And so we're all trying to live out that dream in our own way right now and living out our uh, freedom and what that means to us and what that looks like to us. And in that process, uh, like kind of the core fundamental values of the Freedom Society is, is we want to help people develop rare and specialized skills so they can control the source of their income. And once they control the source of the income, they want to diversify through investments. Because if you look at the blueprint of anyone who's ever become uber wealthy or uber successful, that's literally the blueprint that they they followed. They created skills or uh, services that no one else did or or was able to provide or hadn't provided yet. They perfected it to some extent, and then they they got it out there to the masses. And through that process, they became in control of their their source of income. And when they were in control of that, and they had cash flow, and they had money that they could afford to lose. They took that money that they could afford to lose and then they tried to put it elsewhere so it could make more money for them. Right. So that way they're not trading time for money. But now, it, it, you know, your money is literally just compounding on its own and you're not putting any extra effort into it other than maybe just trying to find the opportunities that are going to work well for your money to make you more money. Right. Um, and so uh, really, it's just all the concepts in the world that, uh, you know, help where you can take your money and put it into something and it's going to produce more money. Those are all the concepts that the Freedom Society is trying to encompass and share to the world about and um, really just hopefully usher in kind of the next generation of uh, liberty-minded people who are pursuing uh, freedom for themselves, thinking for themselves, and, uh, you know, experiencing that in all areas of their life, mentally, physically, spiritually, and financially. Um, Mm -hmm. So... That's kind of the that's the Freedom Society in a nutshell, and uh, yeah, and you guys got a podcast, which by the way, yours truly is going to be on tomorrow. I know it's not going to drop tomorrow, but I'm recording it tomorrow with Calvin. So go check out his podcast, especially my episode when you guys when this drops. (laughs) (laughs) So exactly, yeah, podcast is just called the Freedom Society podcast. We're on Apple, we're on Spotify, we're on Google. So um, hopefully we're on your favorite platform there. And, uh, you know, if you take the time to go listen to it, uh, you know, you get any kind of value from it, just show us and tell us with a five-star review. That's, that's all we ask. That's it. Uh, yeah. And can't wait to record that episode with you tomorrow and, uh, just learn more about your story and, you know, everything that you've been doing. Yeah, totally, man. I can't wait either. I'm super excited. Um, yeah, I, I love everything that you guys are doing. It's, um, it's made an impact on my life over like the past few years since I've known you and Drew. And, um, I mean, that, that kind of brings me to my next thing. Cause I, I like to talk about everything on this podcast, like business and entrepreneurship 
don't get me wrong. I think everyone needs to hear about it. I think a lot of people are stuck. The reason I'm doing this is because I think a lot of people are stuck. They've, um, they have dreams that they're afraid to go after. And I'm trying to also point out the fact that like Calvin's not so different than the guy working at McDonald's or Calvin's not so different than the guy who's sweeping floors. Like those guys just didn't take the risk or didn't take the jump or didn't move or the, the same guy that's still working a nine to five and hating their job. Like, like you guys who are listening to this, you guys can go and do this. That's like why I'm trying to point this out. It's like everyone I bring on here, they're super successful people. And, and, um, and they all kind of have a, I would say most of them don't come from money or they came from money, made bad decisions, went to jail and came out and did the right thing. You know, like there's some really cool stories on here. And, um, but yeah, that's why I'm on here. But we also end up like talking about family and, and, you know, spirituality and all, all different sorts of stuff. So I, I want to talk a little bit how, how I, I knew Drew because he signed up as a, as a client with, with my agency and stuff. And then he, he introduced me to you through uh, a Bible study that you guys hold on Wednesdays that you actually, you, you and Drew started, no? Uh, I, I was one of the people who helped get it going. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like even before, like we, you guys used to meet, you know, in the living room, right? Well, yeah. I mean, there, there were, I mean, it started with two or three of us and we all had kind of a, a similar common theme of the reason that we started it. And essentially at one point or another, all of us kind of had a similar story from the aspect of, of we all had reached a point where we got burnt out with physically being a part of the church at one point or another, for mm-hmm. whatever the reason, um, you know, uh, it just, you know, p- when people are with other people and for long periods of time, just, you know, misunderstandings can occur or there's certain bad actors that just kind of make the experience not worth it. Um, and through that process, like, you know, all of us essentially got burnt out by religiousness, but not, uh, the relationship through, you know, facilitating and understanding what the Bible says and who Jesus is and who God is and all of that. And so right. it wanted a place to where we could come together, but, you know, maybe take out all of that religiousness. And so that's where the idea of our Bible study came from. And the Bible study started with just this one fundamental idea of is, uh, you know, we're not going to start with just a theme or like, we're not going to just go through book by book by book and say, Hey, this is what we're studying. It's a no, like you take the time through your week to have quiet time with God and quiet time is something simply just spending time in God's word, spend time praying and see what comes from that. Right. And whatever comes up or whatever you're still mulling over by the time Bible study arrives, that's what you bring to the table. And that's what we take the time to talk and discuss amongst each other and get to the bottom of it as best we can. Hmm. And I, you know, I, I think we're, it's, we're three years into it now and it's still going and we, we hold it every Wednesday. Um, since the, my, I, I, I don't, I think you're aware of it. I mean, I've had a few pretty big transitions since the beginning. Huge of the new transitions. Year, so, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just to help everyone else, uh, since the new year, I got married, I bought a new house, I moved States. Yeah. Um, there's I mean, a couple that's, of, like, what else? Yeah, I mean, those, those are huge. Those are all huge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's awesome, man. And yeah, um, and I know you you'll you'll get there when when you you have the time and stuff. And and same thing, the same thing with me. I've I've definitely taken some some time here and there, um, but I try to to go as often as I can. Um, but I what's really cool about that that was you know when I I don't know when I first started like when I went to the first one I was, I was like are these guys crazy like you know all these people talking about Jesus and stuff it's like a bunch of like young people like a bunch of millennials and, and Gen Xers and stuff um 
but what was weird is like people would come and like either they say you know this is the problem that i'm having in my life or this is the thing that i'm struggling with or this is what i'm asking god or whatever and then the guy like literally sometimes across the world or like in other continents and con- states and countries are, are just like oh that's this bible verse for you and it like answers the problem in a millisecond it's like like it and then while that person's saying that someone else in the call had the same issue and or like not the same issue, but that verse led them to another verse that they said aloud, which solved another person's issue or brought them closer. It's like, it's, it's unreal watching that stuff happen. Cause it like, you know, when you first come on and you're like, you know, haven't been in this church since you were nine years, nine years old. And then you're like, uh, like, <laughs> saw these guys like reading the bible for and stuff and then i saw you know people's lives being impacted and things like that like just within like minutes on the call it these go it's pretty cool to watch uh definitely made made me have a huge shift in my thinking and belief uh, <laughs> you know it's cool um and yeah so is there have you, is there a reason, uh, and I ask everyone this too, like when we get into this topic, is there a reason why you are a Christian and not any other form of religion? Like why, why, why is this one right? And why is it like, not that the other one's wrong or what? like, but like, why is this one right for Calvin? Why is this the one you believe? I don't know. Was it how you grew up or, you know, I'd say a portion of it could definitely be credited to how I grew up, um, to some extent, but, uh, just since I became an adult and quit fostering the, uh, you know, Christianity from when I was, a, you know, a, a young boy to being a man now who is on my own, not underneath my parents' roof and, you know, uh, fully thinking for myself and making all decisions for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, I kind of had reached uh, kind of like a rock bottom moment in life to where I, it was just like, a, you know what, like, I need to figure this out for myself. And it was going down that rabbit hole and it's like, all right, so is the Bible real or not? And when going down that rabbit hole, um, Jordan Peterson gave this idea or said this idea best. And when I say it's not just an idea, but it's a fundamental fact that the root of every word of our language, of of all society as we know it, the root of all words are actually based on the Bible. So when you like you look at like all literature, all words, the root meaning of everything, it's still all based on the Bible, believe it or not. Huh. And yeah, so like I mean, when you when you fundamentally get to the bottom of that idea in itself, it means all truth essentially is based off of the Bible. Like when you when you follow that idea and it's well, I mean, yeah, yeah. If you, if you yeah. say that if if that is true, that every word it comes from that, then the truth, because it's all words. And I wouldn't say it's all based off it. The origin of the word can all be traced back to the Bible. And it's one of the fundamental texts they use to vet all others. Yeah, but um, there wasn't words or, or you know, uh, books or anything like that before that with these words in them. I'm, I'm, I'm playing that as like devil's advocate. No, I, I understand. It, it's that no other text from ancient times is as credible as the Bible is. That's the issue. And so since no other text is as credible, the Bible by default off of that is the fundamental text they use for uh, the origins of everything. It's just how society developed. From oh, sure. Wicked influence. Um, and it, it, following that idea, it's like that's one of the fundamental things that I just found 
really crazy when I got down the bottom of it, but also just um, when spending time in the word and trying to go down that rabbit hole of, is this real? Is it not? Uh, you know, I feel like everyone will have their own experience if they spend time in it, doing it themselves. But yeah, uh, you realize there's something living there. And I, I can't explain it more than that. I can't give you a better explanation. It's something that you have to kind of experience for yourself. And you're not going to experience it probably unless you s- simply approach it from the same way that I did or something similar to where you're open to what could be. But, you know, you, you can you can still be defiant to it or you can still be in denial about it. But through the process, you're going to have some kind of an experience. And when you have that experience, there's something about it that fundamentally shifts something inside of you. You, you start being like, wait, what, what am I, what is that? Like, what, where did that come from? Like what, I need to know more of that. And, and, but there's something about it that's familiar to you at the same time. And so, um, yeah, it's just, the, uh, I don't know how to explain it better than that, but like, no, it's, it's, I, it's it's things. I don't know if the listeners will get it, but I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> 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 no, I, I get it though. I really do. Cause the, like, I'm, what I'm saying is like, maybe questioning is not a bad thing or like seeking information is not a bad thing. Actually in the Bible it tells you to seek, you know, right. Seek, knock, you know? Okay. Yep. Um, and I, th- I think what's going to end up happening is like, while you're seeking, you'll stumble upon some truth, you know, um, whatever that happens to be, whatever, like I, Calvin has his belief, I have my beliefs and, and, you know, uh, or what we consider to be true. And that's it's interesting because it's all it's like it was out of curiosity where I found this. Um, it's a good question. Yeah. And I was skeptical. I was like, you know, this, but I think you're right. I like that. I remember there's like, it's like a feeling almost like being a child is what I think like related to like innocence or something for half a second or something. Innocence is a good one. I, yeah. I like that word. Yeah. Innocence yeah, totally. Cool. I'm going to keep, I'm going to move on some, some different stuff. Um, and this might get personal. If you, if you don't want to answer that's cool. Don't worry about it. But what, what's the biggest regret you have in your life? Why? My biggest regret. It's funny. You asked me this question. I had that. I had, I was reflecting back on something. Oh man. It, it was, it was a complete, it was, it was a mental blank or gaff in my mind when I was speaking to, uh, uh, the parents of someone I had previously dated and, um, talking to our father and I said something along the lines of, uh, it was a question about, you know, how frequently, uh, you know, I had, uh, my facial hair was bothering me at that time. And I was like, man, like this, I'm having to like shave like more than once a week now. And this is annoying. And so I phrased a question like, Hey, how, how often do you have to, to trim this up? And then I like, you know, the question hung out there for two or three seconds. And I was like, I mean, your face. And like, you didn't need to say that. It didn't need to say that. Didn't just didn't need to. And the way that it fell the whole nine yards, like it it was one of those, it just (laughs) after that, it was never the same after that. And it was just one of those, like, I I don't even know how to recover from this. I wish I wouldn't have said it. Wish it wouldn't have come out that way. And it was pretty funny, but uh, yeah. Yeah. But in the moment it wasn't that funny. It was, it was just, That that was your biggest regret though. Uh, I mean, like, I don't, like, I, yeah, I mean, like, I guess that'd probably be like my most embarrassing moment. I guess, like, okay, so if you have that question, good, like, I like the, I like the uh, moment. I think it's funny, but yeah, but I mean, like, reg- yeah, I don't have like, I really don't. I've really tried my hardest to not live life with regrets. It's not that I don't have any, um, 
it's that none are like so flagrant or so painful that I, I guess it's just the fact that I've already overcome any issues from my past, I guess is the way to say it. It's more sure. of a, nothing's holding me back anymore. And I'm not looking back at being like, man, I wish that really would have worked out. It's like, no, like everything in my life has led me to where I am right now. Mm-hmm. And all I know is that I still plan on falling forward. And long as I do that, it's all going to work out at the end of the day. And, you know, on top of that, from the other little bit that we were talking about, you know, I serve an all powerful God and I think he's got it all under control. So just, you know, like with that fundamental basis, it's kind of like, there's not much that's, I don't know. I feel like I've kind of, there's nothing sticking out to me about regrets that's due cool, to them. So, I, ask, I ask everyone on the podcast that question. And, and some people come to the same answer as you and some people have some big regrets and stuff. And, but it's interesting. It's, I, I like that question a lot. What's one book you believe everyone should read? One book I think everyone should read. I'm assuming other than the Bible. Right, I, I knew. Yeah, uh, I, uh, I was gonna wait for you to say <laughs> it. Then I was gonna make. Then I was gonna say other than the Bible. Uh, one of the most profound books that there's. Uh, I got two books for you. Okay. Um, Rich Dad Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Okay. Uh, for any beginning, I mean, it doesn't matter who you are. That book I feel like can benefit. It opens your eyes. Correct. Exactly. Kind of gets you in a certain frame of mind and it makes you realize like, am I, makes you ask the question, am I financially literate and is my money working for me or am I working for money? Most people are financially illiterate. Most. Exactly. Yeah. Most. I mean, I I think me, and then there's another thing about your, your actions aligning with understanding is a whole nother Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think I might understand it, but I'm actually doing this stuff is a little bit harder than what the way the way he put, paints it, you know, or any oh, financial yeah. literacy book for that matter. But anyway, so Rich Dad Poor Dad, uh, and the other book would be uh, Maps of Meaning: The Architecture of Belief by Jordan Peterson. I haven't read that one. That one's good. Yeah. Now, what I will say is, like, when you get it, it the thing looks like a textbook. It's as dense as a textbook, but it's just, I don't know. Like Jordan Peterson, he, it's the first book he ever wrote. He's a professor, no? uh, Yes. I mean, yes, he he does lectures on a regular basis and all that. Um, Well, I mean, professors write textbooks. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, he's got quite the background, but he was, he's been a psychologist. He's always been in academia. Um, He's been very outspoken here over the, well, I wouldn't say he's outspoken. It's that he's, spoken uh, spoken of a lot simply from the sake of he doesn't just fall in line with a lot of the narrative that gets mm-hmm. pushed or peddled and and it's not that he's like uh he he doesn't do he, he he's always just been misunderstood i feel like i because I, he's someone who's very focused on peace and you know being someone of integrity don't lie like you know if you look at any truth of, yeah he wants truth yeah, exactly. He's he's after truth. He wants and, it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Exactly. And he's pursuing it consciously. And so he's been a massive mentor of mine. Like uh, just anything Jordan Peterson, I consume it as much as I can. Anything Robert Kiyosaki, I consume it as much as I can. I mean, I could list off a dozen other names that are like that for me. But sure. uh, those are the two books that I would just, if if you need a good book, I mean, one of those two will do. If Quick read would be Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Long read is going to be Maps of Meaning. So. Maps of Meaning. Cool. Um, this might be interesting. Uh-oh. So this is a scenario, right? You have, you can go back in time okay. and you can go back and only talk to yourself. You can only, when you're there, you can only say three sentences to yourself. What would the age you would go back to and talk to? And what would the three sentences, three sentences be? 
man. Well, I guess this actually, uh, this could take me back to the, the regret question. And the, uh, I wouldn't say it's necessarily regret, but it was just poor decision-making of myself in that time of life. When I was in college, I played football. Yeah. Um, and I allowed a little bit of success to get to my head and then also affect the way that uh, I continued on with uh, just training and uh, what I did on the weekends, how I pursued relationships. And so all of the advice would be about those three things of this is where you, this is where you're at. These are the things to avoid. And don't let that get the best of you because of that. Um, you know, I get specifically it's, you know, it, it all comes down to uh, not don't party on the weekends. Weights are better than dates at, at that time in life because of what, what my goals were and what I was pursuing. Um, and uh, weights are better than dates. That's a sick- I got that line from my dad whenever I was. I in bet. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, probably a third one would be is uh, uh, give back more or uh, be more present. I've always I've always struggled as uh, just the way I operate, kind of who I am. I'm always focused on the next thing. I, I sometimes have a hard time being present, being here right now. And not thinking about the thing I need to do next, not thinking about the thing I have to do after this podcast. Right. Uh, you know, and some of that's a little bit of the entrepreneur bug within me because it's like the like no one else is moving the ship but me. So yeah. like, I got to do all the things. But yeah. at the same time, there's a there's a present uh, being present and, you know, being here and not on to the next thing when I'm right here. So uh, those are that'd be the advice I would give myself. And I would be that advice I would have given myself probably either to my 19 or 20 year old self. It, it, that that's that's who that's who needed to hear that yeah yeah for sure i'm right there with you <laughs> um so who who's who's the right person out there that you can help who who let's say whether it's forex or coaching i don't not sure like, you know who's the right person you can help and how can you help them who's the right person i can help and how can i help them Well, maybe it, who's, who's not the right person, right? Like, like so like who, who shouldn't look into this AI Forex thing? Who shouldn't, who should not look into the AI, AI or Forex thing? Um, anyone, well, but see like the whole thing is, is like, there's kind of room for everyone on wherever they're at in their journey. The whole thing is, it's more of like pieces of advice where um, now, like, well, my biggest advice can come in the Forex space, um, just because that's where my expertise lies the most of. Um, but uh, like with Forex, when I started into it uh, two and a half, three years ago now, um, it was, it, it's been one of those things where it's like the more I showed up and the more discipline I took to actually learn things. And basically don't be worried about the money. If you're worried about the money, it's not going to work out. That's the, that's the fundamental thing I learned from the proactive energy uh, venture, that first business that I launched. We, we got into it because we got attracted by the dollar signs. And while we cared about the environment, it wasn't something that fundamentally moved us. So when things got tough about six months in, we weathered that storm for about three months. And it's like, yeah, screw this next. But whenever you fundamentally care about something because you realize it's value or it's intrinsic value of what it can do for you, not just financially or physically or mentally or spiritually, but yet it has, it can 
change multiple areas if you just simply show up, have a little bit of discipline, and you take the time to learn it. It it can radically change your your life. So, I guess because uh, like I, I struggle to answer who we can't help, but ideally the people who we want to help are those who are um, ready for something different, ready for that transition, ready to take the leap, but don't know how yet. Those are the people we're after because we, uh, that's what I hope this part, like anyone who's listening to this, who hasn't taken that leap of whether it's an ent- into entrepreneurship or something that might change yeah. their life, but it's the risk or the fear of failure that's stopping them from doing it. Those are the people that we can help the most because yeah. it, it, you are more equipped than you ever realize. And you never know what you're worth until you take the risk. And the thing about it is, is if you've done your due diligence, if you know who you are and, and uh, you know that regardless of whether this works out or not, and you have the attitude that you're going to fall forward and you've done everything you can to mitigate your risk and take appropriate risk. That's the other thing. Everyone has a different risk appetite. So, you know, don't bite off more than you can chew. But at the same time, like I didn't get to where I was without mentors and having a lot of really smart, really educated people. When I say educated, not necessarily because of academia, but just educated in business and how they live their lives. And they were all people who had something about their life that was extremely attracted to me. And with that something about their life that was extremely attractive to me, those were the areas that I asked for advice in. So I, you know, I mean, all of my mentors are all people who in that area of life, that's what I want to take from them. That's what I, that's why I'm here. That's what I'm after. Um, And it's not, it's not only a one-way street. It's not like a it's not just a selfish thing, but at the same time, it's a, it's a boundaries thing. It's a like, look, like, you know, you're not qualified to give me advice in this area. So like, I'm not going to take advice from you because you're not living the life that I want to in that area. So like, like I hear what you're saying and I'm not saying it's, it's wrong. I'm not saying it's anything. I'm just saying, I don't think you're qualified by the way you're living your life because it doesn't speak to me. Uh, Yeah, man. You you wouldn't want to hire a fat personal trainer when there's one who's ripped right next to him. Exactly. It, you know, more <laughs> like, like there's some, there's some fundamental differences and also, right. you know, attitude and energy and all of that. So it's, it, it's a very good analogy. Yeah. Um, and all of those areas kind of translate to, you know, business and finances and uh, totally. all those other things. Exactly. So yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, essentially, I guess you, the way to answer your question is I particularly the people that were, were after helping are those who are ready to take the leap, but haven't done it yet or those who are looking for something different when it comes to investments that they haven't been able to get or realize in the stock market. Mm. Um, or if you yeah, that's, that's the other thing I was going to say. I'm like, what about people who got some coin? They got some dough and they like are looking for some places to put it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, Those are people, well, because those are people who have money that they can afford to lose, but obviously don't want to lose it because obviously we wouldn't be having the conversation. No they afford to risk $1,000. Yeah, no one ever has that conversation with you. Yeah. But if you don't have the money to invest, you shouldn't be investing in the first place. You, you build that nest egg up and figure out ways to keep it growing. But at the same time, if you keep that nest egg too long, you're not keeping up with the rate of inflation and it's not working for you. It's just sitting there. So it's one of those like, you know, you got to figure out those ways to create more cash flow with money that sit that's either a part of your nest egg or, um, uh, you know, or that's just simply extra money on top of everything that you already need. Yeah, day and all. that's what I that's what I say. I'm like, once you you can pay all your expenses and save for a rainy day and already have that money saved for a rainy day and then you kind of got so much money you don't know what to do with. 
that's when you should be investing it. Correct. I yeah. like, I mean, you know, this, this is where I think like, you know, uh, when, when, when I was looking for an answer a little bit earlier where I was like, you know, who shouldn't you, you uh, help or who, who, who's not the right person for this. I'm like, maybe it's not right for the people who aren't ready to invest yet. But um, I mean, like, as in like they they're they're living paycheck to paycheck. Maybe they shouldn't take one of their paychecks and go in and put it into forex. You know what I mean? Or, or whatever it happens to be. Like like don't get me wrong. Like they could go and it could be, be wonderful for them. But yeah. that risk, like you said, everyone's got a different risk appetite. Maybe yeah. they can rebound from that with no problem. But um, but I think there's other things that you and the free the Freedom Society in general can can help with, with whether it's mindset. Uh, getting you connected because relationships are worth more than any dollar amount that you can imagine. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. How do you, would you agree with that? Uh, have Drew and I what? No, I said, would you agree with that? Where like, oh, absolutely, um, I would agree with that. Yes, I mean, like all because inv- like the, all of the best investors, like every single one of them, every mentor in the investing space that I've ever tuned into, all of them say, master this first before you do anything. Cause when you master this, this is the most powerful tool in the world that any of us have. It is our brain. And when you master, when you, when you're using your head and you're applying the knowledge that you have, your skills, your ability, it fundamentally changes your life because you are using the most powerful tool that you were born with and you're turning it on and you're saying, all right, how do I get from, how do I get from a to B? And now you work on connecting those dots. Now, in, on more complicated matters, it's like, how do I get from A to Z? There's a lot more moving parts in between. But at the same time, when you start working that that muscle, holy cow, like things start to change, dots start to connect. And you, regardless whether you make it to Z when you start at A or not, you, you eventually kind of find your place along the way or you find opportunities that were for you, regardless of whether it actually matches the dream you set out to achieve in the beginning or not. I've always been someone who's more fundamentally focused on, uh, you know, uh, it's about the journey. It's not about the destination. It's about becoming someone who's better, someone who's, uh, you know, uh, just conquering areas that I either have weaknesses in or uh, just becoming a better person in just growing. You know, growth is really all I'm focused on. And so it's one of those things where if uh, I can figure out kind of a baseline, I don't want to go below and I can you know, sustain that baseline. And then, you know, this is where I want to head. And then um, by, uh, sorry, I started this analogy and it went backwards on me, but uh, you, you, you need to start with covering a baseline. Like, you need, you need to know what your base expenses are. You need to know what your basic wants and needs are. And when you have all of that figured out and you know where you're headed, you have a plan of action of, you know, you, you know what to repetitively start to work towards and what skills to start to build or develop. Or if you don't know what they are, just keep exploring a little bit more. It's going to come to you. You're going to see the opportunity there. But the right. whole thing is, is if, if you're not asking, if you're not seeking and you're not knocking, guess what? Nothing's going to happen. Uh, you know, it's, <laughs> That's it, right. it's one of those things. And so it's yep. like, you know, no one ever comes to you and says, Hey, I'm going to give you a million dollars to trade with for, for, for the Forex industry without having some sort of accolades, without having some sort of success, without having some sort of network of people who can verify who you are and what you can do for them. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, it's just fundamentally just about in, in trading, we uh, when, like in the manual trading group that I'm a part of, uh, 
the one of the anthems that like just I've always found fundamentally true is if you don't have a plan, you plan to fail. Yeah, make a plan. You know what I mean? Because if 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 you're if you're aimless, you're not going anywhere. You're going a million different directions, but none of them are leading to the way that you actually want to go because mm-hmm. either you don't know what that looks like, or yep. you do know what that looks like, but you're not making the right decisions to get there. And yep. those are, those are actually more painful than going a million different directions and not knowing what you're aiming for because when you know what you're aiming for and you start going the different direction and then you take the time to actually be uh, 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 responsible for your actions and be held accountable for those actions because who can hold you accountable when you're an entrepreneur? You. you. Yeah. Exactly. That's and so it. it's a really tough conversation when you're looking in the mirror and you're like, man, why did you do that? Like what? <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, I'm looking at myself right now. This is tough. Okay. Let's stop this conversation. But when you can actually face those conversations and make it through them, you come out on the other side, a better person, uh, and you get back on track. And that's the thing. Success isn't linear. You, it's not just zero to success. It's mm-hmm. a, you know, it's, it's, it's a valleys. Exactly. Yes. There's, yep. there's exactly there's, there's mountaintops and there's valleys and you, you just have to keep going down that road. Yeah. So man, um, before we wrap this up, I want to just, uh, you know, first of all, thank you so much for being on here. Right. And number two, where can people go follow you? They should go follow at the Freedom Society. Or is it like at um, uh, so, uh, what, on, what's the tag? Uh, so on Instagram, uh, at live free at live freedom society. Um, my own personal Instagram is create with Cal. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find I like that tag create with Cal. <laughs> yeah. On Facebook, you can find our uh, we have a we have a Facebook group called the Freedom Society. Uh, we're on we're on Spotify. We're on uh, Apple. We're on Google. Um, I'm trying to think of anywhere else. I, there's going to be more everywhere. You start look, look up the Freedom Society. They're going to pop up, guys. Like go follow these guys. Go listen to them. Um, and they're all great people too. Like the best. The they like they truly want to help. It's like um, and that and you guys are. What's nice about it, like some people are like looking for something in return. I would say like you guys aren't like you're not out there trying to sell them something either. You know what I mean? Literally just trying to provide value and create <laughs> a network of more liberty, freedom-minded people who want to pursue their dream. Like literally mm-hmm. that's all we're after. Like yep. we just want to create a community of more people who are inspired or looking for inspiration or need encouragement and help them achieve their dreams while we're working towards ours. And it, it's a, uh, I've, I've, um, Jordan Peterson, I, I got to give credit to Jordan. I mean, <laughs> so many ideas of his that are just so solid all the way around. But fundamentally, being, uh, you know, uh, doing what's best for you ultimately at the end of the day is still what's best for everyone else. So it's one of those fundamental things of if you can figure out what's going to work for you, what how you're going to be able to provide for your family, how you're going to obtain your dream, and you start pursuing it and you start doing it with integrity and you start doing it with, uh, uh, the intention of serving others, it fundamentally changes everything of what you're doing and why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the tag in my, my, the signature of my email is service, uh, service leads to greatness. It's a, it's a quote by Jim Rohn. He's a famous oh, motiv- motivational speaker. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're familiar with him. Um, and at first, when I first ha- had that put in my email signature, I was kind of like, ah, people appreciate this. And I didn't appreciate it all that much. And through the process, like I really start, started thinking into it. And I'm like, you know, like what provides a lot of purpose and meaning in my life? 
serving others and the service that I provide and through that service that I provide to others, I, I am able to have a living and not just live, but I live well. And, uh, I I'm getting to the point to where I'm about to be li- living exceedingly well. And not just because of uh, where I'm at financially, not just because of where I'm at spiritually or physically or mentally, it's because of how many people we're helping. It's because of the impact that we're making in other people's lives. And there's something about that, that just, man, it's energizing. It feeds, it feeds my soul. It's something that I, it's a, it's a strong passion within me. And I want others to realize that freedom in their own lives, however that looks for them. And if we can help them get there, that's all the better. Um, And that's, yeah, that's, that's fundamentally what the Freedom Society is about. Yeah. Like I got, I got other guests that come on the show and they're like, they want to help people, but they also like, you know, them helping people also comes with a price, which there's nothing wrong with selling stuff. And, and yeah. having like a value exchange, but you guys, there's something special where like you guys aren't out there. You're, you're building a community. You're not, you're not out there trying to, you know, pinch a dime out of everyone. So like, these are the best people in the world to, to go talk to. They're genuine. They're nice. They, they care. They like everything you just said. I don't even have to reset. it. Um, I'm going to have drew on next week or something like that. I don't know when these episodes are going to drop, who's going to go first or second or whatever, but you, people listen, you'll hear the connection. So if you, this one's first, go listen to drew. And if you just came from Drew's, you, you'll, you'll see it. It's, it's awesome, man. Um, I have to get Jesse on here. What do you think? Oh yeah, no, she'd be great. No, yeah, she'd right? kill it. I mean, have you heard what she's doing right now? She's living out of a camper in Colorado, and do I mean she's yeah. See, this is what the people are doing, right? Like she, she's out there with a Great Dane and a camper. Like no, it's like a camper van. She's like you know yeah. driving around, living in like these crazy views, going out to concerts, traveling everywhere. It's it's awesome. Like I said, like right. I went from not going on a vacation for six years, and I've. Come June, I think I would have traveled six out of seven months, the last seven months. Like, like that never would have. It's crazy. There's, there's a lot of uh, wonderful things that can happen when you uh, invest and go after your dreams and, and do the things um, that are kind of scary to do at first. But we're here to help you. These guys are here to help you. Uh, go check them out. Um, and, and listen, I don't want to sell you anything either. This is shows for free. All I, this is what I ask. This is your payment. Go and share it out. Even though this episode wasn't for you, it was for your cousin, your friend, your aunt, your uncle, your mom, whoever. This is going to mean something to someone. Go share it out, please. And get those uh, reviews on there because um, we want to get more awesome people like Calvin on here. And until next time, peace. See you guys.